0: This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group.
1: Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K.
2: I'm dynamite. TNT. And I will
3: not fight. TNT. I'm a power load. <laughs>
4: TNT, oh. Watch me explode! Oh! Welcome to the Andrea K Show. That's the first time that I've heard that open since we started using it to where I didn't really feel like I could live up to the <laughs> to the hype. I'm more like 120 pounds of a big bowl of gumbo tonight sitting here in the KCBQ studios in San Diego. Glad to have you all here with me. I'm honored to have you all here with me. I hope I can actually just stick with y'all through the whole hour. Please stick with me. I'm coming at y'all from a long weekend in New Orleans. So, just so much fun. Just too much. I can't, I, I too much fun for me even share with y'all especially since this is a rated G and a rated PG show anyway sharing this hour with me in addition all of you out there on Facebook on Twitter is DJ Carrot Sticks <laughs> <laughs> i need to be spending a whole week eating nothing but carrot sticks after the weekend that i had in new orleans it was crazy i'm i literally a lot of beignets oh my god i actually ended up not even eating in beignets that was the one thing i didn't get to eat even though i had coupons for free cafe de mom because a holiday weekend the line was around the block and by the time the line went down it would have been lunchtime and 90 degrees in the french quarter not exactly the time i want to drink cafe au lait and heat you know eat hot fresh out of the fryer donuts Outside. But anyway, I, I ate everything from, I ate my way across the state. I ate everything from Couchon de Lay sliders, to crawfish risotto, to, you know, a crab cake the size of your head, Todd, covered in a crawfish train sauce. I mean, you name it, I ate it except uh, beignets. But I made up for the beignets by eating, you know, bread pudding all over the state, quite frankly. So anyway, enough about New Orleans, because there's so much that's been going on, even over Memorial Day weekend, when I thought that maybe I could get away uh, from the politics and thought we all could get away from the politics. President Obama actually went over to Hiroshima, uh, Hiroshima evidently, and <laughs> presented to apologize uh, to the people who deserve to have a nuke dropped on them because they attacked us on Pearl Harbor. But what do you expect from somebody who did the same thing? Because what did CARE do over the weekend? The Council for American Islamic Relations? They badmouth their military again on Memorial Day weekend because that's what the Islamists and the Marxists do. And those two have partnered together. I've uh, got a lot to, to cover with you in this hour. Coming up in a few minutes on the show is Matthew Boyle because we got to talk about Bill Crystal's excellent adventure. I'm not the only one that went off on a little toot this weekend. Evidently, he's gone off on a little toot Bill Crystal has from the Weekly Standard, uh, doing a little third-party partying, if you will. We're also going to talk a little bit about somebody who's maybe taken a trip off the mental reservation, and that's Glenn Beck. We're going to talk a little bit, um, we're going to talk to Matthew Boyle about that. We may even talk to Matthew Boyle since he media. About It seems like we've got a media theme here because we got to talk about Katie Couric and a little tour that she she did in terms of a little trip she took away from reality and turned a documentary into a mockumentary. You know, um, I, I guess I do see a theme emerging here. You know, I'm, call you on attorney at law is going to be on the show a little bit later. We're going to talk about Trump University gate. And we're going to talk about two other big stories involving the media today was Trump University and Trump's uh, press conference that he did and regarding his veterans fundraiser in which he called an ABC reporter a sleaze bag or sleazy. You know, it seems like we got a whole lot of media types sleazy. That's kind of the theme for tonight's show. And aren't you glad, fellow Republicans, that going into this general election, unlike 2012, unlike 2008, we actually have a presidential candidate who was willing to take the fight to the media as much as to the Democratic candidate that we face going into this general election. Because we lost in 2012, in large part, I guess I don't have to tell y'all speaking about Islamist and and Obama, about Candy Crowley and the Benghazi uh, topic that came up in the debate when she planted evidence at the crime scene. Trump was asked today. In that veterans uh, fundraising press conference, you gonna be any different? You're gonna talk this way when he called the ABC reporters sleazy, they said, You're gonna you gonna continue to be this way? He said, Yeah. You know what? Heck yeah. I'm glad to hear it. At first when you hear a presidential candidate, a nominee, call a reporter to his face, a slea bag, you go, Oh gosh, you know, that's not very presidential. But look what it's gotten us, the cowtowing. The kowtowing. Our founders envisioned a free press to hold our elected officials accountable. Do I think that their questions should be asked about Trump University? Absolutely. Do I think the questions should have been asked about the fundraising and the pledges, the claims that were made by Trump? Absolutely. But the press has been acting far less as one of the critical areas of checks and balances on our government and far too much of they've been propagandist for the left. And we finally have... A Republican presidential nominee calling them out, and not only calling them out, but to their face, and they are rocked back on their heels because they are as much as the media, they are as much of the establishment as the Republican Party, and he knocked them back on their heels today, didn't he? Uh, if you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170 KCBQ. Glad to have you all here with me. And who did, getting back to the media, who did he call a sleazebag? I had to do a little bit of research on this guy. I'm like, who was he calling a sleazebag with ABC? Well, evidently it was this guy, Tom Lamas, who tried to bully back going back into August of last year of 2015. He tried to bully Trump with the PC stick. Trump's got a long memory, doesn't he? He tried to bully him back in August of 2015 by pretending he was asking a question of Trump and what he was really doing was couching a racist accusation at Trump by saying to Trump back in August of 2015. Don't you think the term anchor baby is offensive? And he said, no, you, can you think of a better term besides anchor baby? That's the reality. babies coming here, being brought here illegally and then you know women, pregnant women come in here illegally and they have the baby and now the whole family gets to, gets to stay. can't think of a better term. The guy was speaking of rock back on his heels. he absolutely was. So we're going to talk to Matthew Boyle about all these media types coming up in a minute. I was surprised to come back. When I was in New Orleans this weekend, I did not have the TV on once. I did not have the news on one time. When I was in, it happened the little time I spent in a car, because most of the time I spent it roaming around the French Quarter and Magazine Street and on Royal Street waving my white hanky every time I heard a good song. Come to find out there was a big story erupted over the weekend. Gorilla Gate happened. When I first heard the story, I thought, I'm not really sure where the story is. Kid gets into an enclosure, because I, did, I didn't even really know the circumstances around it. Kid gets into an enclosure, and the gorilla gets shot to save the four-year-old child. I'm like, well, where's the story here? Where's the controversy? Well, I guess the controversy is, you know, of course, the gorilla, according to Nicole Ritchie, you know, of course, it, you know, it's it's white privilege, you know, because the gorilla was black, and she's po- posting on Twitter. And you know what? You laugh and think of Nicole Ritchie, but this has been a mantra by f- far people who would consider credible that this was, this was white privilege that had that gorilla been white, he wouldn't have been shot. But then come to find out, well, it really couldn't have been, you know, white privilege, you know, that a black gorilla was shot to save a white boy because come to find out the four-year-old was black. So then I'm thinking, well, what's the big controversy? What do we have here? Black on black crime. Nobody seems to care about black on black crime when it's happening in Chicago or anywhere else. Why are they suddenly caring about it? Cause it's happening to a zoo. More critics seem to be then concerned. So then I'm like, well, what's this really about? How did this kid even get, I'm like, where are the parents I'm asking people? Come to find out, I guess this kid has been telling his mom he wants to get in there wants to get in there. Come to find out, I guess she was taking too many selfies to pay attention to what her kid was doing. So he crawls through and gets down there because she wasn't, parenting her child right the zoo i guess is admitting or, or taking responsibility and saying that they didn't have the enclosure tight enough on him but isn't this just typical liberals no no personal responsibility anymore so I, you know i look at this story and i say at the end of the day here's how i fall on this story i am a conservative and as a conservative i fall on the side of i eat fried chicken i ate some this weekend in new orleans I ate some beef down in New Orleans. To me, it's all about the food chain. God put, God put humans at the top of the food chain. So as a conservative, that's where I fall. I'm on the side of saving that child's life, regardless of how irresponsible the parents are, regardless of what happened with the zoo and the enclosure, because I'm a conservative. Where the liberals fall on these issues is they fall where they always fall. For the liberals, it's always about something else. It's about animals or it's about you know the cause or it's about agenda. It's never about a child's life. When do they ever cry and harangue and whine and carry on like this for a child? Nowhere. In fact, they bend over backwards. They do everything they can to promote the war on children. We've got a president of the United States that one of the few times he ever voted as a state senator... Because he voted, he stayed away and was like, didn't even bother to show up and vote. One of the few times, not only did he vote, but he actually went on the floor in Chicago and argued to deny medical care from children that survived abortions. Right now, come to find out, there's a, a hospital in Poland, evidently, where every doctor signed a pledge. They were offered an option to, to opt out of abortion for conscience, and every one of them signed a pledge. And now the hospital is not going to do abortions anymore. What do we have going on here? We've got the Obama administration that's come up with a new program, a new uh, piece of legislation, a new directive under Obamacare that basically is telling hospitals, you will either not only perform abortions, you will promote abortion, or we're going to withhold federal funds in the form of Medicare or, or and Medicaid. So that's where the liberals fall. They don't care about children. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to talk to Matthew Boyle about some other hot topics of the day. This is The Andrea K. Show. On I name 1170 The Answer.
1: Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay, spelled K A Y E.
4: Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help.
5: My name is Collian Fokula, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokela Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Fokula Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit I'll credit. our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A, law.com.
3: The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com.
1: You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
4: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me tonight starting to get a little bit of my energy back. I was, I was suffering from a little bit of NOLA lag prior to the show tonight, and my friend Sandra Stevens pointed out that it might be a little bit more of a, like an emotional and mental fatigue I got going on besides just a physical one, and that's true, because it is it's always a little rough. I think my heart is really torn into Half of me just loves living in San Diego. It's my home now, but I still, New Orleans will always have my heart. My soul is on the bayou. Um, Matt Boyle is with me tonight from Breitbart. We got lots of ground to cover. We got some crazy trips that some people have been taking, Matthew. Welcome back to the Andrew K. Show.
2: Uh, thanks for having me.
4: Hey, um, I'm thinking of some, some weird, crazy twists and turns and trips that Bill Kristol must have been going on. I wasn't the only one that took a trip this weekend. It seems like he did because, I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I call it Bill Crystal's Excellent Adventure with his third party partying you know he tweeted out i guess over the weekend that there was he you know had an idea there was supposed to be some really attractive independent candidate but then he like teased it outright and then i guess he didn't you know want to reveal it or maybe he realized more people were interested in harumba the, the ape than his you know independent pick so then he decides to reveal who it is today can you tell everybody who that is
2: yeah, so Bill Crystal, the Weekly Standard Editor, we, uh, his candidate uh, was revealed. It wasn't Crystal who revealed it, but the candidate is National Review columnist David French. Um, and so, I mean, it's, it's really kind of a joke. Um, look, America is a two-party system. There are one of two people who are going to be elected president in November. It is going to be either Donald Trump, who is the currently the presumptive Republican nominee, or Hillary Clinton, the likely Democratic nominee. So it's either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. If any conservatives or Republicans vote for uh, any independent or third-party candidates out there, you're basically throwing your vote to Hillary Clinton. America is a two-party system. As it just stands right now, there is no legitimate third party. No independent candidate has ever had a shot at the White House, nor will they in 2016. So, again, it is going to be either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. And and so this whole thing is kind of a joke. And the fact that they weren't even able to get a candidate with any gravitas behind them, uh, they literally picked somebody from the never-Trump media.
3: Well, how uh, can...
2: The never-Trump National Review shows how desperate they've become. They couldn't get a senator. They couldn't get a congressman. They couldn't get a a governor. They couldn't get Colin Powell. They couldn't get Carney Rice. They couldn't get anybody with any serious gravitas. They couldn't get Mitt Romney. They couldn't get a former governor. They couldn't get a former senator. They couldn't get a right. former congressman. I mean, But, do, no they, but do they really
4: there. care? I mean, or, or is this not just, you know, I mean, was it, were they really trying for a Manchurian candidate? Or, or are they just really trying to find a pawn, somebody dumb enough to go along with it just to siphon off votes?
2: I I, I really don't think they're actually trying to get somebody elected to the White House. I don't uh, mean elected. See, it's
4: a different question. Are they intentionally trying to put Hillary in office by siphoning just enough votes off to put
2: Hillary in? Well, I think that that was their original plan, but I don't think that David French will even be able to siphon enough votes away from the uh, presumptive Republican Party nominee, Donald Trump, uh, because, I mean, he's, he's a National Review columnist. He has no experience in government. Right. No, uh, there's nothing that he's going to be able to do to inspire voters across the United States to vote for him. He is, look, I mean, he might be a decent candidate for Congress, maybe for the Senate.
4: Well, how do we even know that? that? I mean, yeah, the hypocritical but, uh, so thing.
2: That's the point, right? Is like, I mean, you can't just go from being a columnist to being a presidential candidate. Look, Andrea, I can't go and announce that I'm running for president tomorrow and then all of a sudden be elected. I mean, there, there's a huge process that people have to go through. Uh, so, I mean, the, the unserious nature of Bill Crystal and, and and look, it's quite clear that Rich Lowry, the editor of the National Review, is in on this too. And then tonight we saw Mitt Romney, the 2012 nominee, actually tweet something nice, uh, a positive comment about David French. And so that really makes you question why Mitt Romney is trying to uh, throw votes to Hillary Clinton and help the Democratic, uh, the likely Democratic Party nominee win the White House and, right. and go for a third Obama term. I mean, look, the the fact that uh, they weren't able to get the fact that Mitt Romney himself is not running, the fact that they weren't able to get a former senator,
3: a current right. senator,
2: but a former I don't know governor, that... a current governor, right. gotcha. is anybody of serious stature. Iran. It shows how unserious nature, uh, in nature is. Well, planet.
4: I think it also reveals, if you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrew K. Show. We're talking to Matthew Bull from Breitbart. I also think it shows the depth of their hypocrisy, you know, because, you know, so much of National Review and their whole thing was is that Trump's not conservative enough. He doesn't pass the purity test. Of course, they decided to, you know, with their intellectual superiority, define what conservatism is for me and who I should consider conservative. And then they even, to even float the name of somebody who has been vetted i'm supposed to somehow think that 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 he is is a better choice than trump i mean really I, I, what kind of mental lapse has bill crystal and and lowry gone through i mean what is going well, to happen their, to their, what is going to happen to their, to their to their publication i mean do they really think they're going to get any subscribers to this i mean this is insane to me have they not destroyed right. their career in in the same way that glenn beck has that's another topic of today
2: yeah. Um, so yeah, interesting you brought that up. I think the Never Trump movement is like basically crashed and burned in front of us all in one, you know, tale of uh, final glory today. But the uh, with the gun back suspension from XM. Like but the um, the bigger point here is is that look, while Donald Trump today was standing there battling hardcore leftists who have ascended to senior positions in the mainstream media, from ABC News to CNN. To the Washington Post and so many other places, he was fighting with today. Literally at a press conference, and the whole country got to see Donald Trump expose the mainstream media for what they are. So They're the all sleazes. He called out llamas. one of their own as right. a candidate. Uh, so, I mean, the whole the whole thing. I mean, look, David French is a guy from the media, right? Like I mean, again, the 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 contrast couldn't be clearer here. I, I think it's very interesting. That they put forward a person from the media to run while Trump is out there actually exposing the media. Well, that's um, because I think one of the again, things that
4: America, one of the things I think that America's has really understood is how much the media, this is a year of the outsider, it's a year of the anti-establishment, and it's, it's I think a lot of people who thought that the media was left-leaning really thought that they had a, a base of conservatives in the media that were really on their side, and they're really, the eyes are being open to the fact that, like, we've got almost a one-party system in D.C. in terms of the Democrats and the Republicans, we've got a one party media establishment in many ways as well. And I think people's eyes have been open to that. I do want to talk a little bit about Glenn Beck and see if you think that it was fair because that uh, so those of you who aren't familiar with the story, he had Brad Thor on, who on top of writing one of the worst books that ever been written, The Athena Project, I've suffered through it because once I start a book, I commit I commit myself to it. He's kind of a wannabe Vince Flynn. So he's on Glenn Beck's show, I guess, last week, and it seems as though he was uh, – the, the subject of impeachment came up, correct? And it seems as though Thor was implying that the Congress wouldn't have the guts to impeach Trump if he crossed the, his executive powers, and that the question would be whether or not a patriot would um, take care of matters, Correct
2: right and and he used the word patriot, and um uh, you know uh the, the you know, what he was implying there was that he was kind of hoping that if that scenario ever played itself out that somebody would step up, and I wouldn't call them a patriot, that somebody would call it, step up and assassinate President Trump. I mean that is absolutely absurd, and by the way, this is the second time that such discussion has been entertained on Glenn Beck's program, in fact, the Secret Service back in March. Uh, United States Secret Service uh, that protects, you know, presidential candidates, including uh, d- uh, Mr. Trump, uh, actually investigated Glenn Beck for it back then. Uh, so the SiriusXM uh, network, uh, Patriot Channel, uh, we have a show on Patriot Channel too every day on Breitbart News daily, um, and Glenn Beck's show comes on after our show. Uh, on the weekday, um, the, the Patriot Channel and the Sirius XM uh, executives announced that they're suspending Glenn back show for the rest of the week um, uh, for the course of this week, and then looking at whether or not they're going to continue to carry it in the wake of, you know, that's continuing down this road. And, I, you know, I, I, I think it's a fair decision by Sirius. I, you know, I, I get hosts on the network a lot for fair disclosure purposes, right? So I'll fit in on our weekend programs uh, on the serious uh, network. But I, um, I think it's absolutely fair decision. I think, uh, look, I think, you know, Glenn Beck and Brad Ford jumped the shark on this thing. Uh, you know, and again, look, like I said, the last time back then is this stuff on the show, this type of, you know, thing, the U.S. Secret Services investigating, they have not launched an investigation into this one. But, again, uh, uh, at least as far as we know, at this point, uh, they don't necessarily always announce that they're investigating things.
3: Right. But, well, again, you know, you know I, yeah. look,
2: I, anytime you're entertaining, you know, stuff like that, that's not, that's not a good place to be.
4: No, and then even worse, you know, then Beck had to go liberal after the fact and blame Drudge. He bl- first he blamed like the, you know, the the Trump supporters and then he blamed Drudge for it instead of just accepting the responsibility that he went that he went nutso on a show and allowed a conversation to go somewhere where where it shouldn't have been. So, you know, and, you know, I, I had said back when he endorsed, you know, Cruz that if I was Cruz, I would have told him, thank you for the endorsement. I think his his endorsement of, of Cruz did some damage there. You know,
2: well, I I don't think it was necessarily his endorsement of Cruz. It, it's the way that he did it and the way that he campaigned for Cruz. And I really think that Glenn Beck, and in the end, ended up damaging Senator Cruz a lot during the course of his campaign. But Senator Cruz was a great conservative. He's done a lot of good things in the U.S. Senate, and Glenn Beck was just he's just off the rails. I mean, the, yeah. if you look at the of the things the guy's done over the course of. Such as this year, but the really the last several years, I mean, there's a reason why he's not on the Fox News channel anymore. And well, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had, um, he
4: dragged some kid up on the stage who was fasting and not eating anything, just kind of wack, wacko kind of stuff. Um, yep. Katie Couric I got to spend I'm doing like a whole media theme with you right now um, so Katie Couric you know she you know does this uh, you know documentary that we now realize is a mockumentary because a documentary is supposed to be an, a, a factual account so she does this under the gun well now she's under the gun right because she blatantly she George Zimmerman the situation you know she falsified you know the the audio or the video or whatever to, to create a perception that didn't exist and now she finally did she she came out and finally acknowledged it today did she finally come out and take credit for take the blame for it
2: well, Look, I mean these people in the media they continue to engage I, I I haven't even followed the Katie Kirk thing she's yesterday's news she's not even on network news anymore so but look I mean they all have a history of this kind of thing whether it be Kate Kirk or Brian Williams or um, you know so on and so forth all of these characters um, they, they are not honest brokers. Look, uh, at least we at Breitbart are open about the fact that we are conservative, mm-hmm. that um, you know, we have a point of view, uh, and that you know what you're getting when you come to Breitbart, right? Like We have a lot of liberal or progressive readers that come to Breitbart and read our site because they know that they're getting the unvarnished truth from an open and transparent point of view. When people go out there in the mainstream media, whether it be on NBC News or on CNN or whatever. And today we saw Dana Bash go off on, on Donald Trump on her high horse because she thought that Donald Trump, uh, um, you know, was being too rough on her colleagues at CNN during a press conference. Well, they're asking completely loaded questions in a way that's designed in front of the entire public, and everybody knows what they were doing. Well, not necessarily.
4: There's a lot of people. I'm glad that somebody secretly outed this situation because there's too many people that still actually believe that the Dana Bashes and the and the Katie Kirks are honest brokers when they're not. So, you they're know, not, thank you to whoever.
2: Point of view. And so the point, the point being, though, is if they were open, honest, and transparent, they would be honest about their point of view. So I have a lot of respect for the guys over at the Huffington Post or at some of the liberal yeah, at
4: least they're honest days. about who they all are, are absolutely yeah, they're and about it. but what i love about it is that kirk is looking more foolish today than she made sarah palin look When Palin, when she asked Palin about the magazines, because, you know, and I got to tell you something. Now I hear that it's been pulled down off the Internet and I'm sad about that. I think they pulled it down because they realize they can't sell uh, their gun control crap if they do it. Honestly, they have to try to pull these kinds of shenanigans when the reality is, is I love those answers. She was she didn't she didn't expect to have answers to the questions as tough as she got. And so she ended up looking like a big fool. Matt, I got to leave it there. Thanks so much for being here. Appreciate it.
2: All right, Yep. thanks for
4: having me. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to talk about taking on the media because I'm going to be talking to, to uh, Kalyan Pokola about Trump University and Trump's fundraiser speech press conference today. This is the Andrew K. Show. Thanks for being with us. <laughs>
1: Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican
2: food. We get it too.
5: My name is Collian Fokula, and I'm the owner and founder of Fokula Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Fokula Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit. our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A, law.com.
3: The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com.
0: Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? you online at www.proteus or call today 877 749
1: you're listening to the andrea k show on am 1170 the answer
4: so hey call yon welcome back to the andrea k show thanks for having me andrea so did you have a good memorial day weekend I did. Okay, so mm-hmm. this will take All right, well, um, big news today 43. that had me thinking about you. Trump University is back in the headlines today. I guess uh, the Sorry. case, uh, something was going to be revealed today. Yeah. I, I did a whole segment recently, That's and I think you actually you were part of it, where we talked about yeah. Trump yeah. University. I feel what? as though, I, my yeah, belief yeah. is everybody running for office needs of to be under the microscope, the, uh, and every aspect of their lives personally and professionally are subject or, to scrutiny. I think that uh, we didn't do enough oh, of no, that in exactly 08 with so Barack Obama. We need to do that with Hillary Clinton. Uh, right about, now, her, everything that she did with those emails, I don't want to hear any more about you know, Benghazi is old, is old news or email scandals old news. No, yeah. everything that they're doing is subject to yeah. scrutiny. So Trump University, I think, is... is you, Craig Sewing thinks that it's kind of, you know, every business person, you know, files for bankruptcy, every business person is subject... Subject I, to attacks would, from customers hosts, you know, or whatever. I think um, it's a legitimate yeah. issue to you. Absolutely. Because I think it is. I really mean, look at my
2: small business of, clients. They, they create they products and they're under the microscope and they're not Trump and they don't have the resources to fight allegations. Mm-hmm. And while they're dealing with Yelp reviews, Trump deals with law
4: Well, right. And, and, and if the lawsuits are involved in fraud because you sold something, then you, then you didn't. Well, what's the difference, though? Let me ask you this. What's the difference between fraud, where somebody intentionally promises something that they didn't deliver, or somebody just, you know, didn't get what they thought that they were going to get from a service?
2: I think it really depends on what the intent of the person is. If you look at the Trump University lawsuit, one of the things they were fighting— uh, the Trump attorneys were trying to fight to keep private these playbooks, and these were these scripts that basically prospective students were given, and they didn't want them to be released because they didn't want to know, you know, exactly what kind of what the intent was of how they were trying to convince people to subscribe to this Trump University issue. For most, the, I mean, the big issue is you can't call something a Trump University if it's not a university. Well, why not? I mean, who, who gets to decide what a university is? Because it's a false advertising. I mean, if it's not an accredited university, you're trying to give them the impression that why don't you just call it like the Trump? Um, why don't you call it like the Trump Business Plan or the Trump Strategy?
4: I don't like, know. I Trump mean,
2: university, I, well, I, university I, I, is this implication that it's something even more substantial and more... I don't know.
4: Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Dennis Prager. I think he's a phenomenal radio show host here on Salem, and, and he's got his Prager University, and I don't go, oh, you know, gee, let me check his creds to see if he's an actual university, like Louisiana State University where I went well, to school. Prager,
2: so- Prager, you know, he's a radio host, and he, he's, you know, I think there's an easy implication that when he said, when he's saying Prager University, that it's not a university. But that Trump is a guy who has a, a business empire, okay? So there's certain, there's certain aspects of this issue that, I mean, they didn't want anything to happen. And one of the things was it got shut down because, uh, because it violated state education laws. It's like you can't call yourself a university if you're not a university. So then they renamed it to the Trump Entrepreneur Initiative. Okay. And then it shut down. So Trump promised in his ad that he personally selected the instructors to teach these secrets for making money on real estate. And in the depositions, Trump said, you know, didn't recognize the name of instructors and admitted that others selected the staff. So that's false advertising. If you're promising in the ad that you personally selected these people, people believe they're getting someone trump trust. Right. Okay? That Trump respects. Right. Uh, that Trump probably taught himself. Mm-hmm. And now that person isn't somebody Trump even knows. Well, that's a big problem. And so the Trump right. lawyers were trying to make the argument that these trade secrets should be kept private because they were trade secrets, these like playbooks. Mm-hmm. But the judge said, no, there's a public interest in these documents being released. And I agree because it's all down to intent. If Trump didn't really follow through with any of the things that he was saying in his ad, then he was, I mean, he was basically scamming these people. But, well – you know.
4: And that's what it boils down to. I, well, how do you advise your small business clients to avoid these kinds of... Is there a way to do that? Because I do think yeah, that absolutely. the bigger the don't name that you things. are, the more the subject you are to be, you know, um, kind of like... Trump's kind of like Michael Jackson. You know, be, anybody can file a lawsuit because they know it's a big target. How do you absolutely. How do you advise against this? Well, you, you
2: offer... Oh, you don't offer things that you... Are very clear with what you are offering people. You offer people products that do what they say, uh, and you don't fluff it. I mean, I think that you don't say that you don't make ads saying, "Hey, I personally selected these people because that's giving people." Um, so just be honest. trust in the brand. Yeah, be honest. I, I mean, especially if you're a small business owner and you don't have the resources to fight this, and this could just bring you this one lawsuit can you know destroy your business. Right and. Well. You've got, you got to be honest with your customers, with the consumers, you know, right. and you have to give them what they deserve, Well, you I, know, and you don't need to be, you don't need to, you can fluff a little bit, everyone does, but mm-hmm. you can't make material misrepresentations of what kind of product you're offering your client right. or your customer.
4: Well, and, you know, we'll leave it up to the the listeners and leave it up to the people as this case goes forward to to decide for themselves whether or not it impacts their vote. I thought he did a brilliant job this morning when he when he can't countered the claims against him with the, the veterans and his fundraising that night because people were saying, see, they, they were tying in some ways the two together, saying, you know, Trump University is another example. He's a scammer. Look at Trump University. He made all these fraudulent claims about the money that he raised. You, I think you and I talked about this last week about um, he had claimed that he had raised all this money for the veterans. He supposedly didn't. Well, I guess he did almost $6 million. He, you know, it, there's a time frame between the, the amount, when the pledges are made, then you got to collect the money, then you got to dis- disperse the money. And I guess according to reports, the money was dispersed, raised, and dispersed. And on top of it, not only did he do that, Kalyan, but he did it without a lot of overhead, and he did not take money, like even right, he didn't take any administration. He didn't even take any administration. So you know, um, I guess we got I got I got to counter the Trump University claims today with giving him a hat tip for what he did for, with the veterans.
0: Well, one thing I'm curious about is whether Trump's charges. About Judge Gonzalez having any validity.
2: Thoughts on that, Colin? I don't think they do. I don't think they do at all. I mean, he's a guy born in Indiana. He's raised in Indiana. He went to Bloomington. Uh, he's about as American as any American in this country. And if he has some Mexican ethnicity, that's not why he's going after him. In fact, I mean, he's given a lot of leeway to Trump in this lawsuit so far. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, well, but, he, but the
0: argument, the argument, uh, it is about ethnicity but also about uh, the judge's decision to allow the proponents uh, i guess the um, the plaintiffs uh, okay. to eliminate the person who al- originally made the charge on the basis that she's a bad witness
4: yeah, so the original well, the original complainant is no longer a, a part of the lawsuit because even even their own, um, I don't know if it was a class action or whatever, decided that she well, was yeah. a horrible witness. So well, Right, so oftentimes when that happens, you know, where the smoke is fire, whether or not the
2: lawsuit's valid or not, if there's one person that's bad, you know, this is a smart move by those, those attorneys on the plaintiff's side to cut her out now rather than later.
4: Well, but it certainly uh, it certainly damages the credibility of the claims, though, when the original claimant, you know, isn't even isn't even a good witness, and, and then supposedly he's got all these other people that're gonna say, you know, that that they got what they wanted out of the situation. Um, but getting back to you, because I want to wrap this up. This is something that you do help your clients with. You help them avoid because you you can have a great product or service. A lot of geniuses out there, a lot of entrepreneurs, but you got to know what you're doing when you're when you're marketing. Al is 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 a counsels people on marketing oh. strategies from a financial standpoint and taxes and all that, you can advise them from a marketing standpoint on how to avoid fraud claims. How do they get exactly. a hold of you?
2: Yeah, You just give me a call uh, and or you can you know find me at pokalaw.com P-O-K-A-L-A law.com or email me at info at pokalaw.com Alright,
4: thanks for being here Kalyan. Glad you're back in San Diego. Thanks for having me
2: Andrea and good to talk to you Al.
0: Yeah, it's always fun Kalyan. Take care. Be sure to follow
4: well, I guess uh, since I talked to Colley on, actually, I talked to him a little bit earlier today, I guess more information has come out about this Trump situation in terms of the ties that this judge and others plaintiff's attorneys have with uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton. So, you know what? I'm just really glad that it's all coming out now. Let it all come out. I'm for vetting everybody. I'm for getting opening up at uh, every open books on every one of them. And I'm glad it's coming out now. And I predict that Trump's going to come out ahead of this one. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we got more of the Andrea K. show coming
5: My name is Collian Fokula, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit credit. our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A, law.com.
3: The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com.
1: You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
4: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Ooh, you can take the girl out of New Orleans, but you cannot take the New Orleans out of this girl. I'm glad to be back in San Diego, though. Because I just don't know how how many more days I could have survived uh, staying down in New Orleans. But I'm glad to have you all back with me, and I'm especially glad to have my buddy Al Arias in the studio with me. You were down in New Orleans a little while ago yourself, weren't you?
0: I was. Great place.
4: Yeah, isn't it great?
0: There's nothing better, really.
4: No. I mean, it is truly, I think, one of the one of the few places left in America where the original culture is still active. It's present. It's been preserved. It lives on. And I'm just a proud, proud, uh, person, you know, from that culture. Stop. So I'm still exhausted though, but you know what? I'm glad to have you here because you kind of energize me. You're bringing me a little life. If we're on the to- tube, they could all see. Yeah. It's <laughs> still beautiful. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Um, yeah. last week, this IRS commissioner dude, Mm. Costigan or whatever his name is, he didn't even bother to show up to his own impeachment hearings because you know what? There's no accountability left in America, but every American knew. In fact, people were screaming about the Republican Party back when the scandal with the IRS came down because 60-something percent of Americans were more outraged over the IRS scandal with what the IRS was doing with targeting of conservative political groups, even Democrats. 65% of Americans were upset over this because if there's one area that Americans can unite together, it's against the jackboot of tyranny that is the IRS. And so everybody was upset about what happened, and every the majority of Americans were still upset that nobody was held accountable for it. There has been a movement even before that and since to abolish the IRS. And then you brought to my attention that there's new legislation being proposed to do just that. I guess it's coming out of... of A few representatives like uh, Bridenstine out of Oklahoma, DeSantis from Florida, Massey from Kentucky. They have introduced House Joint Resolution 104, which is, quote, an amendment to the Constitution of the United States to repeal the 16th article of amendment, which I guess is in conflict with the 4th amendment as it goes on to explain. I'm not going to get it. I don't want to get in too much into the weeds in here between the amendments, but the conflict between the 16th, which is, I guess, the right to tax and the fourth, which protects us in to, to have our, to be secure in our person's houses, papers, and effects from unreasonable searches and seizures. I guess they're saying these two are in conflict and they want to repeal it. I think it might be just easier. I mean, it, it just seems overly complicated.
0: Well, good luck at amending the constitution. Right. So I mean that's not going to go anywhere because it has to go through a very long process. Right. And if you're looking for a cure, that's not going to bring a quick cure. No, Period. and it,
4: and if it's not going to, in fact, so you know we've got Americans sixty-five percent that were was upset with what the IRS was doing. Majority that were upset that the Republican Party did nothing, and so this to me is an, an attempt to try to, in an election year, make Americans and make the Republican voters feel as though they're actually going to do something, which they're not, because we know that this isn't, isn't going to go anywhere. So the well, re- the
0: amazing thing to me, uh, if you think about how people are classified, uh, the high income classification falls to people that make about $200,000 per year, 250000 per year. Mm-hmm. And they're the target, the target right. of the Internal Revenue Service mm-hmm. because of the high earnings, right? Right. So we have uh, about uh, 35% uh, or more of the American taxpayers in that classification. Mm-hmm and they're the target of the IRS right. how come they're not up in arms
4: well i think that there are people up in arms what do you mean how come well, they're not well but up there's
0: in no arms? organization there's there's nothing that is working on what should be worked on and that is to work on the secretary of the treasury mm. who oversees the internal revenue service and basically has the clout to right. change the culture of the service. So the culture of the service is in disarray and it's not where it should be because it's not about serving us.
4: Right. Well, taxes don't really serve us anyway. We don't need all the taxes that we've got going on right now. Because well, that's, that's, you know, a, the,
0: that's a policy issue. But whatever laws we pass mm-hmm. have to be enforced. Right. And if, if we get rid of the internal revenue service you're going to have to put something else in
4: well why not the flat tax because maybe the way to get around this is policy
0: you still have to collect the flat tax you still have to collect it
4: well but you don't if if we if we went to a flat tax and we got rid of everything else and we we pared down and we trimmed down that agency to where the, all their role was was to collect the flat tax we wouldn't have the shenanigans and the cultural well,
0: issues that we have the within flat that agency tax is very very simple it's not how is it not we simple as a flat tax? Well remind <laughs> me
3: why- <laughs>
0: You don't know what? about excise taxes, my pet. They are as complication as complicated as anything. Because if it's uh, medical equipment, it's tax. Yeah. But if it's um, let's say it's a battery, it could be taxed. If it's every classification, every article mm-hmm. is subject to classification and is taxed differently. So that's complex. There's nothing simple about those taxes. Nothing.
4: Right. right. Well, and that's why people need you, Al. Right? Because-, <laughs> the, because Well, they the, need somebody like me. Yeah. Because it is complicated. I mean, even, I, I, yeah, I didn't even realize that, that even a flat tax is complicated. It is. Yeah. So um,
0: and so, it's, it's, all these things are political. We deal in perception, not in fact.
4: Right, and especially given the fact that a lot of the candidates going into the general, their flat tax is different degrees of flat tax. But then, and they're still not going to. Thankfully, I'm glad that they're not going to get rid of the mortgage tax deduction. So, here's the good news for people like you, Al. Your your job ain't going away anywhere, baby. Well, no matter well, what no, happens it, with it the it IRS, it won't go
0: away. i I'm, I'm an accountant. I'm a CPA. So if they took away all the taxes, I'm still in business. So it's just, yeah. it's what you focus when, on.
4: If they take away all the taxes, how are you still going to be in business?
0: Because I'm an accountant. I do financial statements. Mm-hmm. I counsel businesses on strategy. Right. You're always going to need strategy.
4: Yeah, that's one, true. One of
0: my big um, issues for business deals with marketing. Mm-hmm. And the businessman doesn't focus strategically we're generalizing strategically on marketing right when you focus strategically on marketing of course you have to focus on your operations and et cetera et cetera Mm -hmm. But if you're in a service business, you have to be a marketer. If, well, yeah, and that talk
4: about complicated. They do, and they it marketing can be very complicated. It was 20 years ago. It's even more so now because of social media and social all the different media. avenues for marketing and and branding and what's come about. It's it, it it's almost as though it's almost such a necessary evil that people get overwhelmed and they don't even know that there's a tax benefit to it, and so they just they avoid it and they they look at it as something as though they don't shouldn't even with social media they shouldn't even have to spend any money to it. You know, towards it.
0: Well, but but my real point is, if you're a CPA, if you're in uh, public accounting, mm-hmm. and they took away all the taxes, you're not out of business, right? Especially if you have a broad uh, set of capacities. So mm-hmm. somebody like me and my firm, uh, we have a broad set of capacities, and we're mm-hmm. basically strategists. Mm-hmm. So the 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 whole idea of what market do you want to be in. Is fundamental, and I've I've chosen to be a strategist in the, in the marketing. Well, in in the uh, mm-hmm. uh, specialization of, of uh, strategy. So when you look at a financial statement, mm-hmm. and you look at the balance sheet, you look at the income statement, statement of cash flows, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. They speak somebody like me, Mm -hmm. and I just look at it and have an idea of how the operation works. Right. An idea. Mm -hmm. Of course, you have to drill down. Right. But the idea of being strategic is, in my way of thinking, where... Mm-hmm. My profession has to be and is mm-hmm. fundamentally and where, it
4: is right, and that's where the the clients also can find the tax savings because as as that whether it's a flat tax or whatever it is you got to have you've got to be strategic. Most businesses, especially if they're a small business or in a low margin business, and every penny matters, and you uh, have an ability to you know be strategic and look at all the different areas where they can save money and save. Well, money.
0: the the federal tax rate exceeds forty percent mm-hmm. in business. Period. Right. So if you're C corporation, you know, the top rate is 39.6, mm-hmm. but there's phase outs and the effective tax rate goes way up. Mm-hmm. If you're an S corp or another kind of pass through entity, like a partnership, it passes through to your personal. Mm-hmm. Income tax return yeah and the tax rate there is 39.6 but there's phase out so it goes higher mm-hmm. um, the tax rate is in excess of 40 percent for those who are making money
4: and if Bernie gets into office it's going to be 90 percent. oh God <laughs> <laughs> we gotta leave it there out Arias from Aviaries and company thank you for I being here Co I did I always do all right baby thanks for being here um so the flat tax. You know, Tuesdays, I like to get into a little bit of business here on the Andrea K. Show because you know how much I love business. And speaking of the flat tax, um, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I I have always said I don't advocate for party or Paul. But every once in a while, actually, I can't think of the last time that I actually put my weight or my support behind a candidate. But in California, we absolutely must have Tom Del Beccaro. Be the guy to replace Barbara Boxer. And, it, and it's not just because of his flat tax ideas and the fact that he has gotten the endorsements from Steve Moore and all these, you know, Art Laffer and all these brilliant economic minds, but it's also because he truly is an outsider. Yes, he's an attorney, and a lot of people are saying, that we really don't need any more attorneys in D.C. What we really need are people who understand. He is a constitutional conservative. He understands policies. He understands how to work with people and, and be his plan for how to work with people in Congress and chip away. As you've heard him on the show here, he's got great... Al talks about strategy. He's a great strategist in terms of how you can take a different approach. He's an outsider who understands government, understands how it works, and has an appreciation and a love. For constitutional conservatism and actually has a plan for how to get that done. I posted a great article earlier today from Hermie Kane about um, conservatism and the conservative movement and whether or not it's real. And if you measure movement appropriately, it should be on results. And the reality is, is we've had very little results in DC, even from people who claim to be constitutional conservatives. And I actually believe that Tom Del Beccaro was somebody who not only has the policies in mind and the constitutional conservative principles, but an actual strategy to get it done. And if you think that, you know, you might be wondering why if I've got a national audience, why I'm going on about Tom DeBocaro. But let me tell you something. I got a lot of people listening in San Diego and all throughout California. I urge you, if you have not already voted by absentee ballot, go to the polls. The primaries are next week. Please go. Please vote for Tom DeBocaro. And um, because what happens, every congressperson affects us all. And, you know, it it is not just about Trump this year. It's also about the down ballot. Speaking of June 7, I'm actually going to be hosting with Craig Sewing from 6 to 9 p.m. on AM 1170 here. We're going to be down at Golden Hall from 6 to 9 p.m. Lots is going to be happening that night, not just in Trump. And, you know, we already know that he's the presumptive nominee. Got 1,237. We don't know what's going to happen with Bernie. We don't know what's going to happen down ballot. So tune in. And if you're in the San Diego area or in Southern California, come down to Golden Hall. Say hi to me. Let's hang out. Another announcement that I have is that I'm actually, my show has been picked up by Red Nation Rising Radio. So I'm going to be on a new network. I'm going to be posting where you can uh, listen to the show there as well as here on AM 1170. So it's just an expansion of the brand. I'm honored that they've picked up my show and that I'm now going to, that's part of my syndication. So stay stay tuned for updates on that. Last week's Fool, this week's Tool, unanimous, not unanimous, but by and large, the majority picked Katie Couric for Last Week's Fool. And this week's Tool is none other than Bill Crystal. Hey, thanks for being with me tonight. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Show. I'm on Facebook. And I'm here every Monday and Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on AM 1170, The Answer. Thanks for being with me. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. Good night, everybody. Have a great week.
0: This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group.